Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Champions League Wednesday preview, PSG against Bayern Munich, Porto against Chelsea. We got Jonathan Johnson, Jimmy Conrad, betting tips, analysis, and much, much more. Que golazo, Champions League Wednesday preview begins right now. A week unlike another is finally here. The Masters returns to Augusta National where Dustin Johnson will defend his green jacket. Go join the First Cut Golf Podcast where the entire crew is previewing this year's tournament from storylines to picks and even daily fantasy advice. The First Cut has you covered. The First Cut Golf Podcast is available wherever you're listening to this pod. Everybody, welcome to Gego Lasso, our Champions League Wednesday preview. Two more games, quarterfinal stages. Jimmy Conrad, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. I fought a bear and it was a draw. Yesterday, <laughs> I broke my hand and scrapped my face. And you know what? It's a long story and we have other bigger games to talk about. So let's get into those. Oh my God. He did fight a bear, though. If you're watching your YouTube, look at that's no joke. Are you okay, though? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Right. I feel alive. It's one of those fight club things. Hey, listen, you know? we I should can't ask, talk about it. I can't talk about it. We should ask the bear if he's okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> but good to see that Jimmy's okay. And Jimmy is okay, by the way. We had a pre-conversation <laughs> before we started taping, so everything is fine. But if you want to ask him more, like tweet at him, uh, IG him, uh, he'll, he'll be fine. Jonathan Johnson, you look really smooth today. You look very bad boy sort of... I don't know, like the bad boy in a boy band. That's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm getting the bad, the vibes here. It, it, was that what you were going for, JJ? It was exactly what I'm going for. I'm feeling very bad boy, guys. Uh, you know, condolences uh, to, uh, to to Winnie the Pooh who lost that fight with Jimmy. <laughs> great, great to be back with you guys. And, oh, man, uh, look, that look, hurts. Looking, looking forward to being very much the, the bad boy of this podcast. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. That's just so... I was going to say Paddington Bear, but Winnie oh, the Pooh. Man. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I'm Piglet and I had enough, okay? And I just was tired. <laughs> Of Winnie the Pooh, being the little guy in that relationship. Jimmy, Jimmy's like, just wait until this hand better, JJ. Uh, all right. Well, we begin, everybody, with Wednesday, uh, obviously. Bayern Munich against PSG. Uh, last season's final. Let's begin with you, Jonathan Johnson. The latest uh, from both teams specifically. Obviously, PSG, we know about Lewandowski not playing, but what else you got? Yeah, so obviously uh, there's a few players missing coming into this one. We haven't heard from Maurizio Pochettino pre-match yet. Uh, as we record, we have uh, heard from the Bayern camp. It sounds like Serge Gnabry is probably not going to feature. 
Uh, he's got a, a throat infection, so that's another blow in attack for Bayern. Although it does increase the chances, I guess, of us seeing Eric Maxim Chupo Moting uh, making more than a five-minute appearance, uh, which which would be cool. Obviously, the the big concerns uh, for this game that weren't expected the last time that we chatted uh, were on the PSG side, where you've got Marco Verratti and Alessandro Florenzi out uh, with COVID nineteen. Uh, you know, and then you've got uh, a couple of other guys uh, also missing. Paredes banned. Uh, Mauro Cardi, uh, Levin Kazawa also. So, uh, missing through injury. So, you know, for, it's both squads far from being, uh, you know, complete, but also at the same time, there's still so much quality that's going to be on the pitch uh, tomorrow night with both of these sides. Jimmy, um, I mean, absentees, as uh, JJ was talking about, still plenty of stars from both sides. Uh, what are you focusing on here? I'm focusing on the fact that you can get some great value on either club in this one uh, on the betting lines. And with Bayern in particular, everybody just seems to think because they have a key or few key players missing, most notably Robert Lewandowski, that it's going to be a bit of a walkover for PSG. But PSG with them kind of stumbling against Lille this past weekend makes it a bit of a coin flip. So I think there's some great value here uh, on, on the betting side. And I'll get into that in a second. Uh, Serge Gnabry not playing is, is massive, I think. You know, he's a guy that seems to rise... Uh, to the occasion, and and I almost had him scoring the first goal. He seems to like to score early in games and really put a stamp on things. But uh, that that bats out. So I just think it's funny that we're. It feels like I'm not saying it is, but it feels like people are sleeping on this Bayern Munich team who have a ton of experience that that know how to win these types of games. That despite you know all the criticism about their defense. Uh, and giving up goals and no Robert Lewandowski, they beat RB Leipzig 1-0 this weekend in a game that they needed to win and got a clean sheet, right? So I think they've turned a leaf in some ways. I think there is more of an emphasis on being a little bit tighter and tougher to break down. And I, I think it's really valuable that they had this game against RB Leipzig before they played PSG. So they had one run out in a really important game without Robert Lewandowski and how they managed that. And I thought they came out smelling like roses. It wasn't the, the ideal Bayern game, but that's to be expected given when you're without Robert Lewandowski, things are just going to be a lot different up top. But yes, I mean, Chupamotin has a massive opportunity to kind of stick it to his former team. And in some ways, I think we could build a strong narrative towards, hey, this guy used to train with PSG for two straight years. He knows these guys quite intimately. He knows their vulnerabilities. He knows their strengths and weaknesses, which can be, you know, uh, he can take advantage of that in a lot of different ways. So I'm curious to see uh, how they play. But Bayern are very good at creating numerical advantages out wide. And I would prefer to have Chupamotin in the box than Nabry in a lot of different ways. So I think it makes it pretty obvious what they're going to try to do. The thing that's so hard to defend with Bayern Munich is that they're good on both sides. So you got Alfonso Davies bombing on one side and, and Pavard. And then you have guys coming in uh, late in the attack with Kimmich and, and Goretzka. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think this is going to be a walkover. I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts on, on results and, and where you think this is going to go for leg one. Yeah, well, I don't think it's going to be a walkover at all. I, I, I mean, and to be honest with you, as we're talking, right, and JJ was just filling us up on, on everybody that's not playing. Like, obviously, Lewandowski, Verratti is not uh, a better player than Lewandowski. But when you're talking about how important his absence is for PSG, it's as important because the midfield now is doesn't have protection. I know that he was pushing a little bit higher up with Pochettino, but still, he is so important in that midfield. That's key for PSG. And the other thing, JJ, I'm thinking about is Neymar's state of mind. Obviously, we saw what happened this past weekend. 
uh, another tantrum, uh, put that in the books, uh, you know, going in the tunnel against Jab- uh, Jabo. It was just like ridiculous. So I'm wondering where his mindset is at. And once again, everything needs to be relied on Kylian Mbappé. I'm not sure. So I'm wondering, JJ, where you are focusing on as well. Same question as, uh, as I asked Jimmy. Well, I mean, I think Jimmy made a really good point uh, earlier that Eric Maxim Choupo-Moting is going to know uh, a lot of these guys. He's going to know their strengths and weaknesses. But also, PSG have made some changes since Choupo-Moting moved on. So there are guys in that mix who he doesn't know as well. And one thing that Choupo-Moting will have been accustomed to from his time at PSG is how Verratti makes that PSG side click. And when you take Verratti and Paredes both out of that midfield, suddenly it's an entirely different uh, you know, middle of the park for PSG. Uh, I still think that the most important thing for, for PSG in order to come out of this game successfully, and when I say successfully, I'm not talking about PSG going to Munich to win. I'm talking about PSG going to Munich to avoid defeat because let's not forget this is over two legs and a positive result for PSG could be the draw. Uh, I think they've got to shut things down on the right side of their defense. I think since Diallo came in uh, against Barcelona, they've looked a lot more solid on the left and in the middle of of the defense the issue is they can still be got at uh, from their right hand side Florenzi even when he's fit and in the team he's very attack minded so for me I'm looking at who could potentially plug the gaps I mean in theory having a central defender or a, a, a guy who's been trained as a central defender like Tilo Kader is you know, quite a wise move, but Kere has been in awful form. Uh, you know, he's been receiving uh, abuse over social media, which is which is horrible to see. And you wonder what sort of state of mind he's going to be in. I actually wonder if Pochettino is perhaps going to delve into some of the stuff that Thomas Tuchel has experimented with in the past and perhaps go with somebody experienced, somebody who you can rely on for consistency, like Ananda Herrera uh, at right back. Uh, that's at least what I would try. Uh, if I was in Pochettino's position, because that right back, whether you go with Dagba, uh, whether you go with Kedder, I, I think that's going to be a major weakness, especially when you, you know, you've got somebody like Alfonso Davies bombing forward from left back, uh, as you mentioned earlier. Neymar, I think it's a fair point to ask what sort of mentality uh, he's going to be approaching this match with. But then again, also at the same time, he gets very easily riled domestically. You know, he gets very frustrated when teams are very physical with him. Uh, and it's almost like he relishes uh, and goes to a, a higher level when he comes up against, you know, some of uh, Europe's elites. You know, we've seen him, uh, you know, take PSG uh, by the scruff of their necks and lead them out of the group stages with great performances at home to Leipzig, away at Manchester United and at home to Istanbul, Basak Shahir. So, I do think there's a strong case, uh, you know, to put forward in Neymar's favor that he probably will deliver here. But obviously it was majorly disappointing to see what happened over the weekend. No need for that. Uh, And PSG will probably suffer for it between now and the end of the the domestic season because that ban probably will be extended given the way that it carried on into the tunnel. So I do think that the midfield is particularly important for for Pochettino to get right. Danilo Pereira, who's been coming into a bit of form in the last couple of months, him coming back and being available uh, is a bit of a boost. Uh, you know, and like I said, I would be looking at who could potentially fill in uh, a right back uh, without having to move too many bits around in this team. And I think Herrera would be a good fit because I think if you move Marquinhos there, although I don't think you would let him down, I think that would be a major absence in the middle of defense. Yeah. yeah, I was just, I was just going to jump in and say that this PSG team without Verratti, without Paredes, they just have a tough time transitioning. So it's like you have your six guys behind the ball and they give it to Neymar and Di Maria and Mbappe and like, go, oh, you guys, you guys got it. We're just going to sit back here. You, you, you guys are really talented. Go make it happen. And they don't have that those link up guys that can really kind of make that very smooth and, and bring other players into the into the, the team. So I'm curious to see who's going to step up and do that because Idrissa Gay. 
under Herrera, even though I'm big fans of those guys from a defensive perspective, maybe not the best uh, in that transition game. So Verratti is a massive loss. I also think that the key matchup in some ways is who's going to play underneath Moise Ken. Moise Ken, for sure, if he starts, or Icardi, who they have to hold up the ball. They have to allow Mbappe and, and Neymar to join the attack in a meaningful way where they can pick up the ball and actually be running at defenders and not just picking up the ball, running at defenders from midfield, right? They need to be in and around the box for them to be super effective. So I really feel like that area underneath Moise Ken is where Kimmich and Goretzka are going to set up. Who's playing there right now. I see some lineups that have Neymar there. Can Neymar who's going to get kicked by those guys, who's going to be nagged. Can he, again, to your guys' point, keep his mental stability and, and not get so emotional. He's, and he, you're right to, to JJ's point. He does seem to get really emotional domestically, but seems to keep it together uh, in Europe. So it's going to be a great game, but I really like from a tactical standpoint, put my soccer nerd hat on that Goretzka Kimmich versus Neymar or Di Maria or Mbappe. Mbappe will probably stay wide, but those, whoever plays underneath is going to be very, very vital. And obviously they're protecting the back four and those entry passes into Moise Ken. So yeah, it's going to be a good one. I, I like this game in a lot of different ways. And despite there not being some of the quote unquote star players available, I almost think it almost makes it a little bit more entertaining because it feels so, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, but I'll get to my lines anyway, because I have some guesses for you guys. And I believe there's a real interesting trend with Bayern Munich. It's them giving up the first goal this season and then coming from behind. They've, they've done it domestically. They set a record for six come from behind victories this season, which which uh, ties the club record. Excuse me. I'm sure they'll do it one more time to break that record at some point. Just how that's how familiar the trend has been. But I like Bayern to come from behind to win or draw plus 295. And I'm going to double down on that bet and go killing Mbappe to score first at plus 450. I think he'll score first. I think he's going to find a good pocket. And it's just a matter of whether he finishes his opportunity. He's going to get that opportunity. And then it's just a matter of whether he scores it. And then at that point, I think the professionalism and experience of Bayern Munich will find them in back in the game at some point. But PSG will walk away with that all-important away goal, which could set them up for leg two. And uh, that's what I got. Man, I mean, you keep, you're talking and I'm like, oh, maybe my like my own guess and my prediction <laughs> is so wrong because <laughs> I'm giving it. I mean, yeah, I think I'm agreeing more with you now. I'm giving it to a, a, I don't know why. I don't know what I was drinking last night, but I gave it a three two win to PSG. Yeah, just, that was bold. I, I just bold. think that it's just good. Yeah, bold. You can say that again. Um, so I just listen. Here's the thing. I don't think that. Pochettino knows how to hold for something not to win. Do you know what I mean? Like he just, he's going to want to take advantage of everything he can. I don't, th I, I agree. I think Bayern Munich will come out here. It's Bayern Munich. It, it's one of the best teams in the world, Lewandowski or not. So they're going to give him a game. And the key thing that you said as well, aside from, uh, you know, uh, who's going to be behind the number nine is the midfield, but also, also Leroy Sané could have a great game here. Because now with a sort of depleted back line for PSG, right? Florencia out, you know, he could really exploit that with. Ah, uh, man. Now, nah, well, you know what? I'm sticking with 3-2 PSG. I don't care. JJ, I'm going to go with PSG. Is that stupid? I don't think it's necessarily stupid. I mean, here's an actual... Uh, Thank you, JJ. Poser. Here's a bit of a poser <laughs> for you guys. I was, I was on a... I was on a Twitch podcast feed uh, with PSG yesterday and I was talking up the possibility. Look at you, Generation Z. <laughs> when, you, when you're trying to replace somebody like Marco Verratti, especially in this setup, you know, Pochettino seems very wedded to the 4-2-3-1. Uh, you know, we know that PSG don't necessarily have the pieces to, you know, to fill in there between now and the end of the season when they can start doing some transfer business again. So... We've seen Angel Di Maria play in a more central role in the past. It's something that no PSG coach has really experimented with. 
But as he gets older, you know, he's a bit more leggy. Uh, you know, PSG needs to be more mindful of, uh, you know, of his energy, you know, and try and preserve him, uh, you know, coming into these big games to get the most out of him. Do does Pochettino try to, to move him more infield to try and fill that uh, creative void that's been left by Verratti and maybe have someone like Moise Ken, who's going to work extremely hard, uh, you know, just out on the right. Obviously, Icardi's absence means that there's not too many options uh, up top, but then you've got a wild card like Pablo Sarabia, somebody, you know, a guy with a lot of quality, just a bit of low on confidence, someone who has delivered in the Champions League in the past, uh, you know, who could perhaps come in or a Julian Draxler, you know, that's probably a more realistic uh, uh, you know, scenario to imagine, you know, he's been played more under Pochettino of late, uh, you know, and obviously Bayern are a team that he knows very well with some of the, some of his teammates in the international setup. So there are options for PSG to change this up in a way that I don't think Bayern would necessarily uh, expect. So I do think, you know, that PSG do have uh, a card to play here. Obviously it's going to be tough. Uh, and that's why I've gone for a score draw. Uh, I went for a one, one, which I think is a, is a, would be a positive result for PSG. And I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility well it's everything that your haircut isn't it's just not sexy <laughs> right you're sexy and that that, that prediction is just not set all right well jimmy you're going with a 2-1 you said Bayern i'll munich. say 2-1 Bayern munich I, I think that their experience will will shine through that said i could see a draw and that's why i gave myself a little bit of wiggle room there with the bet that 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 Bayern could come from behind to win or draw um if they just came from behind to win it's plus 625 which is a much bigger leap but uh i thought maybe the draw i i could see uh I can see that happening as well, like a 1-1 or 2-2, but I, I, I think that both goalkeepers are going to be up for it, and they're two of the best in the world in Keeler Navas and Manuel Neuer. So, yeah, 1-1 one, one or 2-1. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm straddling that fence pretty comfortably right now. Yeah, well, I'm going the complete opposite, and it's definitely not going to happen. 3-2 uh, P. You, you, picked, you picked Baylor to win the national championship, and you yeah. won our pool, so... I should be leaning towards whatever you're saying right now. Uh, yeah, but I think that was all my luck running out. There's no more. There's no more. But anyway, uh, let us know what you did ahead of this game. Que golazo pod, John underscore le gossip, Jimmy Conrad, LMA Echegaray. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have another game. Porto against Chelsea. Hello, Que Golazo friends. Yes, it's that time of year again. Masters Week, Butler Cabin, the green jacket, the pimento cheese sandwiches. Ooh, baby. And CBS Sports is your home, as always, to watch DJ, Brooks, Rory, and all the action unfold at Augusta. Whether you're looking to watch on the range, featured groups, Amen Corner, Holes 15 and 16, all four rounds, and of course, the CBS broadcast over the weekend. It's all available on cbsports.com, the CBS Sports mobile app, and Paramount Plus. Pimento cheese sandwich not including. But we're going to work on that next year. So make sure that you tune in for the Masters. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. 
Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. Que golazo pod Champions League Wednesday preview. Jimmy Conrad, Jonathan Johnson. We are now talking Porto against Chelsea. Jimmy Conrad, this one is tricky, I think. What say you? <laughs> that's That's one way to look at it. I would say that... Without Sergio Oliveira, the captain who scores, who has scored 18 goals in all competitions for, for Porto this season, him being out, with Taremi being out, both uh, one due to yellow card accumulation, one Taremi got uh, a red card at the end of the Juve uh, second leg. I don't know how they're going to score. Listen, I'm a big fan of, of, of Musa Morega and Diaz up top. I just don't know how it's going to happen. And I feel like the response from Thomas Tuchel and Chelsea after giving up five goals to West Brom is to be ultra conservative defensively and to make sure he's putting in players that are going to do the job. I thought that part of the reason they gave up five goals, obviously Tiago Silva getting a red card didn't help, but then you got guys there that are kind of pretend defenders for me. Marcus Alonso in particular is a pretend defender. That guy is an absolute poser when it comes to doing work on the defensive side of the ball. And he played against West Brom and he, he did what he does, which is like, I hope they don't score, but if they score, ah, okay, whatever. And that happened a few times where the ball came on his side. He's not closing down somebody. And yeah, I know there's a lot of other pieces, but I'm looking at him in particular. I don't think he's going to start. I see Chilwell coming in. Uh, I think Rudiger will come back into the team. You know, obviously it hurts from American perspective not to have Christian Pulisic. So ultimately what I'm trying to say, and this was kind of my first line when I saw this matchup, oh, I wonder which one of these is going to zero zero their way into the semifinals, you know, and, and that hasn't really changed. And I think because they gave up five goals from Chelsea's perspective, I just think they're going to be really, really tight defensively. And, and that's going to make it harder for Porto, who I don't think are going to score unless they hit it on a set piece anyway. Because you look at, let's look at Porto's four goals against Juve. Uh, penalty kick. Yeah, I guess you could call it, but still kind of questionable. Uh, the wall ducking out of it, right? When Christian Ronaldo cared more about his face than standing up and taking one right in the, right in the kisser uh, to make sure his team went through. That was the one that, that sent uh, Porto through. And then in the first game, they gave up those two goals on bad mistakes. So, yes, I, I want to commend them for being opportunistic, but did they really break them down or did Juve kind of hand them those goals? And, and I think it's probably a little bit more the latter than the former. And, and I just don't see Chelsea making those same mistakes. And I don't think they can. I don't think they can afford it. So I see this one being 0-0 for a long time and then hoping that Timo Werner finds his scoring boots and, and maybe scores late or, or scores early. I don't know. I think I could see it 1-0. Yeah, well, just a few updates on that. Some, some good stuff there, Jimmy. But uh, also, Tuchel said that Pulisic, uh, Tammy Abraham, and most importantly, because I think this is the reason, forget the red card, Thiago Silva, knowing Golo Kante was hugely seen there this past weekend. He's traveling. So we'll see. I, I, none of them will start, I think. But, you know, at least they're traveling. Uh, but I went with a uh, straight up. I'm just going to tell you, I went with a really boring 0-0 result here in this one, uh, Jonathan Johnson. I just feel exactly right what Jimmy said. I just think Tuchel is going to be like, we're not losing 5-2 ever again. We're not conceding ever again. So let's just focus on that first and let's see what happens. What say you? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. I think there obviously will be uh, a major response from uh, that shock defeat against West Brom. I and mean, I'm struggling to think of the last team that might have shipped that many goals uh, against West Brom, especially at home. 
you know, I think that that is, uh, you know, w- was probably the biggest shock of the of the weekend. Certainly was for me uh, as I was making my way to to Parc des Princes over the weekend. Not Trezeguet, um, JJ. Not Super King Trezeguet. Tre- 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 Trezeguet was a surprise, but it was a pleasant surprise. You know, Jimmy's I, like, here we go. <laughs> I was, I, I was cursing Villa and then a couple of minutes later, you know, flying at 3-1 was, uh, you know, very, very unexpected, but, you know, majorly yeah, a really positive way to, to finish the Easter weekend. But no, sticking on on, on Chelsea and Porto, you know, I agree. I, I do see this being, unfortunately, a, a, a bore draw. It wouldn't surprise me to see two uh, goalless legs. But I, I think Chelsea ultimately, you know, probably have the advantage, uh, you know, and I think a goalless draw here would suit them, uh, even though both matches are, are due to be played in Seville. So, you know, we'll see how we'll see how this one plays out. I think a lot of it will depend on how Tuchel handles, uh, you know, Chelsea's collapse against West Brom, uh, you know, and how they respond to that mentally. Given that it's quite early in his reign, I'd expect there to be a strong uh, response, uh, but uh, you, you never know. Uh, I do like uh, the way that Porto play under Conceição. Uh, he's a coach that I've rated for quite a while. Uh, had a very good but short spell uh, with Nantes in Ligue 1, and I can tell you that he is very versatile. So missing key players, uh, you know, like Toremi, uh, you know, won't pose him too many problems. I mean, obviously they they will lack a bit of quality, but he'll find ways for them to to muddle through. But for for Chelsea, I think that Thiago Silva as well, uh, he's so important in that defense and he's usually such a serene presence. I'm I'm keen to see how he responds as well because let's be perfectly honest, he's had a fantastic career. He's still a very, very good player. He's just not quite the force that he once was. Uh, you know, and I think he is going to be really under the spotlight coming into this match. In fact, he's one of the four players that I picked out uh, ahead of this this week's round of matches uh, to keep an eye on, along with uh, Mo Salah, Neymar. So, you know, definitely, I, I, I think that the onus is on Chelsea to to prove something here. Porto, they've already come further than they probably expected to. Have nothing to lose. You know, why not? get uh, adventurous, you know, attack a little bit, you know, try and put Chelsea under a bit of pressure and see if that defensive uh, veneer cracks as it did against West Brom. Yeah. Um, you know, I just want to throw it to you, Jimmy, for a second, because we keep forgetting about, you know, somebody like Tecatito Corona as well, who could be an asset in this game. Uh, I'm sticking with nil-nil still there. What, what say you? What, what's your final? Did you give us your full betting lines? See, he's, he's muted already. See, he muted himself. And now, because he, he's like, you know what? I, I, this is what happens, everybody. When we're talking, Jimmy mutes himself because he wants to. I don't know what he's doing over there. I, he's watching I, I like TV. to clear my throat and not be, not be in the way. No, nah, don't lie. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the bear. I'm going to ask Winnie <laughs> for Just as we were talking about Villa, he muted himself. So yeah, yeah, that's exactly like, what. Uh, here, here we go again. Trash hey, listen, we <laughs> saved your Newcastle this weekend, so shut it. Anyway. No, I, and I appreciate that. So, so. I actually think that Chelsea are going to find a way to squeak through here. I don't know if Olivier Giroud is going to come on as a sub and hit a bicycle. I have no idea, but I feel like we talk about Porto being very difficult to break down and they will be. So I'll start there, I guess. Pepe to get carded plus 225. Pepe is a, <laughs> a yellow card is. machine, you know, and, and is even it, though he's just- been... Is it not just a given at the beginning of every match? It's I know, that's why I'm, I'm surprised. Plus 225 <laughs> for Pepe. And I feel like he's going to have a lot of action. I, I think that Mason Mount and, and Timo Werner uh, and whoever else plays Kai Havertz, whoever's going to roll up top Thomas Tuchel is just going to give Pepe a handful. And I think he's going to have to do something rash. He, he likes doing rash things. So I just think that's some, some good value there. Plus two twenty-five for Pepe. And then I like Chelsea to win. I think they're going to find a way to do it and under two and a half goals. So it could be 
one zero two zero. You know, I, I think it could be there. That said, I didn't know which player for Chelsea was going to score. That was my big conundrum. So I didn't throw any players in there. Uh, I don't know who Tuchel's going to start. And, and to to Luis's point earlier, he brought a couple players that I was surprised that got included in the roster, most notably for me, at least from an American perspective, Christian Pulisic. But I'm a big N'Golo Conte fan as well, so it's good to see him. I think they're going to find a way to just get that one goal. They did it against Atletico Madrid in the first leg. And they were very good in that first leg and really took it to Atleti. And I actually think that Atletico Madrid are a better version of this Porto team. Maybe not currently because Atleti is starting to like want to hand the league title over to Barcelona. But but they have that kind of defensive mindset. They're tough to break down. And they have a couple attacking players that can hurt you. I just don't see Porto having the same type of attacking players to hurt you. I love, listen, I'm a big Morega fan. And he can't hurt you if you make mistakes. I just don't think this Chelsea team, especially after shipping five, are going to make any mistakes this time. I think they're going to be very safe, very conservative, and they're going to hope one of their attacking players does something special. Mason Mount's been very good, so it could be him. But I, I yeah, that's all I got. I think it's going to be one zero to Chelsea. Well, Porto have won every game since beating Juventus. Uh, you know, I mean, I know it's not much, three games, whatever. But uh, I'm hoping just because of what JJ just said about how flexible. Uh, Concechao is like, maybe maybe they might go and just say, you know what? They like their possession. They want to be conservative defensively. Let's just let's just go for it. Let's be adventurous, right? Let's, let's, let's press. Let's be physical. I wonder if that will happen in a two-legged situation. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's going to be tricky. I, this is a good game for Kai Havertz. That's all I know. Like, be, he's going to have a lot of space to do some things here and, and be inside the box and outside as well. So that trio up front for Chelsea is going to be interesting. All right, JJ, uh, did you give me your final score prediction? If you did, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening to you. I did. I think we're in the same boat with the, the goalless draw. I mean, the one, th- yeah, one other thing that I would add, I know that we talked a lot in detail about Thomas Tuchel and his ability to sort of create, uh, you know, individual match, like one-off match uh, game plans. I feel that that works really well uh, and in the in Tuchel's team's favor when they're the underdogs. And yeah. I think against Porto, they're favorites to go through over both legs. And I don't see that changing, uh, you know, between now and next week. So I think that Chelsea find themselves in an unusual situation. Uh, obviously, it's doubly unusual because both of these matches are going to be played in Seville. So both teams are traveling, but neither team is playing at their actual home stadium. Uh, you know, and like I said, I, I think Porto don't have anything to lose now. They've gotten further than they probably expected to. Uh, and because of that, uh, you know, I expect Chelsea to struggle more than I would have said that they would have done had they come up against somebody else on the other side of the draw, uh, you know, Chelsea or a Liverpool, uh, Real Madrid or a Liverpool. Yeah. No, I think that's said and done. And that, my friends, is our Champions League Wednesday preview. Any final words from you two before we say goodbye, Jimmy Conrad? No, I'm excited for these games in particular. And even though we've kind of said 0-0 zero, zero is coming Chelsea-Porto, I think there's a lot to watch and to watch out for in this game. Some talented players that I think will rise to the occasion on both sides. So it should be really interesting to see uh, how all these games go down. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, PSG versus Bayern Munich is going to be something special. So I'm very excited to watch that one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jonathan Johnson? 
Yeah, likewise, you know, very much looking forward to this week's matches. One thing that I would say that I've kind of clocked and uh, I'm keeping an eye on is that situation, uh, you know, unfortunately very unsavory uh, with Slavia Prague's uh, Andre Kudela, uh, the incident with Glenn Kamara uh, from a few weeks ago in the, the Europa League. It seems like UEFA uh, have moved uh, to, to put a provisional ban in place of, of one match. I believe that the player is injured, so he wouldn't have been able to play against Arsenal uh, in the Europa League later this week anyway. Uh, but until the full investigation has been done he's going to be out for for a game you know we'll have to wait and see exactly what the final decision is on that uh you know but just wonder what you guys made of that uh quite quickly seeing as it dropped in quite late on us well i'm not gonna hold my breath that's all i'm gonna say uh, yeah well I'll, what i'll say is i think that you have to serve the suspension then if this does go through when you're actually healthy and right. not when you're hurt because i think that's bs oh just conveniently you're hurt anyway we're going to throw this one game suspension on you i think that he has to prove that he's fully fit and then that will have more of an impact than than when he's not hurt that said it should be more than a one game ban but that's a bigger conversation yep that's uh well it's not really that's well, it no but i mean yeah it should be more i don't know what the number is i guess that's what it's just unknown i don't know well, it, could, Three, it, could, five. it could be it could be more than one game we'll just have to wait and see what the outcome of the uh the investigation is but like uh like luis miguel said i'm not holding my breath either yeah uh but well said both of you great episode thank you so much jimmy conrad thanks guys appreciate it thank you jj Guys, always a pleasure and looking forward to seeing how these games pan out. Hey, everybody. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad and Jonathan Johnson for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify, on Stitcher, on YouTube, cbsports.com. Golasso pod on Twitter. Leave a question and comment. Have a great, great rest of your week. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.